I think you have figured out by now that I have uh, really gotten into a rut in terms of my reading and going through things. And I've really been stuck in a biography rut here as of late. And I got into a series of books by Jeff and Janet Benj, who are a married couple um, and have been writing together for a couple of decades. And the thing that's amazing is that these books... um, they're, they're designed oftentimes for younger readers. But for me, what I like about them is, you know, a couple hundred pages, 300 pages, something like that. But it gives you a lot of background information that you may not have ever known about what they call heroes of history. And the one that I read this week is by Jeff and Janet Bench on Meriwether Lewis called Off the Edge of the Map. And it's a paperback that they wrote a little more than 20 years ago. February 2002 is when it was released. It was Thomas Jefferson who, back in the early 1800s, commissioned Meriwether Lewis to basically do an expedition that nobody else, I think, was even going to be willing to consider. It was just that daring, and it was that dangerous, and it was that unknown But you know what? That is something that made Meriwether Lewis one of the, if not the most, well-known explorers in history. He and co-captain William Clark made up the tag team of Lewis and Clark, and they took their group from Washington, D.C., by way of Pittsburgh, by the way, all the way down the Ohio River, all the way ultimately to the Mississippi River, to St. Louis. And from there, they tried to see if they could figure out where the Columbia River dumps into the Pacific. And they struggled through thousands of miles of unexplored territory where, frankly, the white man had never been before. Turns out that Meriwether Lewis was really kind of known, at least within his family and at least within the area where he grew up, Virginia, then Georgia, for being a fearless child. As a matter of fact, it says that even when he was a young man, less than 10 years old, when he was with a group of of American colonists and they were attacked by a group of Indians— And there was a fire and the Indians started shooting at the white people who were down by the fire. It was young Meriwether who saved the lives of all of the others in the group when he realized that it was the fire that was backlighting them, allowing the Indians to see them and allowing them to basically pick them off one at a time as they stood with the fire behind them. And the young man doused the fire and nobody else was injured. Just remarkable when you think about what Meriwether Lewis uh, did in the midst of crisis. Clear thinking, courage at that time. And that, frankly, is one of the reasons why the young man who grew up not too far away from Thomas Jefferson in uh, Virginia, Thomas Jefferson's uh, uh, obviously uh, role to being third president of the United States when he was trying to decide who he was going to choose. He picked a Frenchman first, and that didn't work out very well. And then the second time around that he needed somebody, he went to 
Meriwether Lewis. Lewis and Clark. Clark was somebody that he knew from his time in the military. And it's amazing to me that uh, this was uh, a wonderful way to learn some new things about what it was that they did. You know, one of the things that I thought was fascinating, we hear Lewis and Clark. Lewis was the one who was chosen to lead this. And yet he took his position as leader, and he said to Thomas Jefferson that the only way that he was going to do it was if William Clark would be his co-captain. And it has to do with captain's rank in the military. But the only way that he was going to do it was if he could make it so that he was co-captain. Well, in the military, that's very, very different because there is always one person in charge. There's not two, right? You don't have something going on where you go to this captain and say, this is what I want to know. And then you don't like that answer and you go to another one and he might give you a different role. That's not the way the military is set up. Yet, For Lewis and Clark, Meriwether had this idea that if there were two of them, and he respected Clark immensely, so if he could say to Clark, what do you think we should do? And neither was superior to the other, and there were only two votes, it wasn't going to be a matter of majority rules. No, it was going to be the two of them talking it out until they decided what was ultimately best for their mission. The other thing that he wanted to do by having two people, not just one, was that if at any point something would happen to one or the other, there was a clear-cut answer as to who would take over as being the top officer. And thirdly, he said that if they ever got to a point where they needed to split up, Clark could take one party, Lewis take the other party, and both of them had superior officers with them who had been at the top from the beginning. It's remarkable to think about the people that he met as he went along the way. It talks about Sacagawea and how she was an Indian woman who was met along the way, who was married to a French trader, I believe, a white person. But the languages, to be able to have somebody who knew Indian languages, who knew French, who obviously knew some English, but Sacagawea knew the Indian languages as well of neighboring tribes. So that as they went on, they oftentimes would go through multiple translations from whatever the Indian language was to what Sacagawea was able to pick up, or maybe sign language, and then her putting it into French, and then the Frenchman translating it back to English, and and can you imagine? I mean, think about the game of telephone that you used to play. You put six people in a circle, and you tell a story, and it starts out this, and this is what it comes. That's what they were doing. But that literally was how they went about doing it. And to me, it's just fascinating to find out all these different things about the Expedition West and about Meriwether Lewis and his fascinating life and precisely what he did And it really does a commendable job of bringing his life and adventures to life. And the other thing that I'm just stunned to hear is that somebody who was so successful in doing what he did and absolutely fearless to basically go off the map, 
despite the warnings that everybody was going to be drowned, that their men would be killed, they still paddled toward the ferocious rapids, not knowing if they could get through. The Indians stood alongside and watched because they had not been able to ever get through those rapids, but they managed to do it that they bounced through those rocks, they got through, they kept paddling, and ultimately they said they'd get to the Pacific Ocean where they would die trying. Well, Meriwether Lewis died as a young man. I believe he died in his mid-30s. But oh, what he saw while he was alive. Meriwether Lewis on the edge of the map. Rick's reading list for this Monday afternoon on the 12th day of June. Jeff and Janet Benge, B-E-N-G-E, the co-authors, part of their Heroes of History.